mind as we begin together in song. So we'll say a little bit more about this in just a few minutes, but um, as is our custom, we'll begin together with a song um, with and kind of for our children. See the birds that are singing in the spring air, they're giving everything they need. They don't worry where their next meal will come from, they don't worry about a thing. So just look around you and try to listen to the song creation sings. And don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God who made everything. See the flowers in their colorful beauty. They're dressed better than a king They don't worry about what they should wear, no They don't worry about a thing So just look around you And try to listen to the song creation sing And don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God Who made everything don't you worry, cause you're in the hands of the God who made everything. Well, good morning, everybody. You can grab a seat. It's good to see you. Glad to be here. Happy Mother's Day to all those here, to all those at home. I'm excited that we can come together and worship with one another this morning. It's a pretty special day, uh, being Mother's Day. Uh, and so we're going to, kind of our whole gathering is, is centered around this. And so if you're, if you're new to Christ City, that might not be new to you. Like, that's, that's just, that's what churches do on Sundays. But for us, this is kind of a new thing to have our entire gathering centered around this. And that's partly because, if you know me, I'm not great at celebrating. So my poor wife doesn't always get all the celebrations she deserves. Um, but over time, I've learned to get better at celebrating, um, and so we are today going to celebrate uh, the blessing that is mothering, the blessing that is moms, and so our, our kind of entire focus is going to be on that um, as we go throughout the morning, uh, even as we're setting our attention on Jesus and our affections towards Jesus, um, um, and learning to even, to some extent, as we'll talk about in a few moments, be mothered by God, uh, which is a pretty incredible thing that one of the psalmists gives us. And so, just as an idea, that's what's going to happen in a few minutes, we're going to continue singing. We're going to open the scriptures. Uh, we're going to read the words of God to us and for us as we kind of center our minds, attentions, and hearts, affections upon Jesus through celebration of mothers and motherhood. And so, um, so again, glad you're here today. But before we jump into that, we've got a couple things. Um, uh, first off, this coming Wednesday, just as a heads up and a reminder, is our corporate fast. So once a month, we uh, dedicate a day to fasting together as a faith family, um, entering into sacred grievous moments that the Lord's given us individually or collectively um, to seek uh, Him for the sake of others, um, to seek Him for the sake of peace and justice within our own lives and, the, and in the world around us. And so we invite you on Wednesday to fast with us. 
um, whether that you wake up and you fast all day um, until the evening, um, or if you start fasting at lunch or you just fast through lunch. But either way, we invite you to fast with us together as a faith family, and then come um, at 6 o'clock into this space, um, and we'll break the fast with communion. Uh, we'll celebrate communion together. We'll receive um, the, all we need from Jesus um, for sustaining life, uh, and we'll worship together, and we'll pray together, and we'll seek the Lord um, together uh, in that evening. And so, so I invite you to be a part of that on this Wednesday, May the 12th at 6 p.m. in here, but to fast with us throughout the day. Also, as Chaz just mentioned, we start all of our gatherings off with songs for our kids uh, to sing. And so Chaz has put together a playlist, um, just in case you don't know, um, for uh, all the kids' songs that we play at Christ City, the ones in each series that we're doing, the ones that we do periodically throughout. And so if your children want to sing along with us on Sundays, which is a big part of what we think life is about together as a faith family, you can find access to have those songs going in your house, streaming throughout the week, and hope you'll be a part of that. Uh, take advantage of that. And so, um, so that's what we've got going on. Those are a few things, fasting together, worshiping together outside of this place. Because as much as we love this place, we know that what it means to be followers of Jesus doesn't culminate here, um, but begins here and goes out into our everyday roles and relationships. And that's what our desire even today will be, is to focus our attentions and affections upon Jesus and so we might live like Jesus, with Jesus, for Jesus uh, in our everyday roles and relationships. And so um, to kind of begin our day, to of celebration of mothers, um, want to invite the kids to give their mothers something. I mean, kids, you're a gift anyway, right? We know that. Moms, you know that, right? Your kids are a gift to you. Um, maybe not all the time, but uh, in, in, in good moments they are. Um, but we've got flowers for your moms. And so, Dad, you may need to help with this. If you want to come up, and grab one of these flowers that are up here um, for mom and grandmother, if grandmother's here as well. Um, each kid can have a flower, so there's enough for, for, for all the kids. You can go ahead and come on up. Um, Kate and Lexi is, are going to read a psalm for us, but they can grab flowers first for their mom if they want and take it to their mom. And so, yeah, grabbing some flowers. You can pick which ones. There's some pretty ones. Yeah, a big one that comes together. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You take that whole thing. You're welcome. For all the moms at home, we just assume that your husbands and or your children did this for you. Um, and if they didn't, shame on them. And, um, they'll do better next year. That's, that's my motto. While we're waiting for the flowers to dispense, um, one of the things we see in Scripture um, is this, this kind of analogy of a mothering bird. Um, uh, throughout the Psalms, we see it. Um, even Jesus will talk about like a mother hen. He looks on the city. Um, and every time we kind of get this image, it's this idea of this kind of protective person um, looking over her children, wanting to make sure that <laughs> her children grow up into all that they are meant to be. And, uh, and so uh, we've invited Lexi and Kate to, to read for us um, a psalm that has that image, the image of one um, uh, that compares God to one who is looking over us, soaring over us, keeping an eye on us. As they read, go ahead and come on up, it's okay. Um, as they read for us, maybe like I picture as this psalm kind of is read, uh, a mom like even like at the playground watching over their kids while their kids are going about life, jumping in at various times to help out. 
Um, but that's kind of the idea of the psalm, and there's a lot of joy in it. And so will you kind of um, enter with us into worship through this psalm that Lexi and Kate will read for us? Be good to me, God, and now. I run to you for dear life. I'm hiding out under your wings until the hurricane blows over. I call out to the high God, the God who holds me together. He sends orders from heaven and saves me. He humiliates those who kick me around. God delivers generous love, and he makes good on his word. Soar high in the skies, O God. Cover the whole earth with your glory. I am ready. God's so ready, ready from head to toe, ready to sing, ready to raise a tune. Walk up, soul, wake up, harp, wake up, lute, wake up, you sleepy head, son. I am thinking of you, God, out loud in the streets, singing your praises in, in town and country. The deeper you love, the higher it goes. Every cloud is, is a flag of to your faithfulness. So high in the skies, O oh God, cover the whole earth with your glory. I invite you to stand. We'll continue together in song. And as Jeremy mentioned, and as Kate and Lexi just read for us, like, like our mothers that we needed when we were young, we'll just sing together our need for God. Lord, I find you in the seeking. Lord, I find you in the doubt. And to know you is to love you and to know so little else we need you. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we
that glorious light And we will go where you shine Break the dawn, crack the skies Make the way bright before us In your light we will find All we need, all we need is you Glorious light, we will go where you shine. Break the dawn, crack the sky, make the way bright before us. In your light, we will find all we need. All we need is you. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need you. Father, we do, we need you. Lord, may in the good times, in the difficult times, in times of need and in times of plenty, may we find our needs met in you. May we rejoice in the abundance and the fullness of life that you offer. May we run to you and cling to you in times when we feel empty and we long for more. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. Psalm 131, 1 through 2. God, I'm not trying to rule the roost. I don't want to be king of the mountain. I haven't meddled where I have no business or fanatized my grandiose plans. I've kept my feet on the ground. I've cultivated a quiet heart. Like a child content in its mother's arms, my soul is a child content. Thank you, Lily. I forgot to mention earlier, uh, um, as a gift to moms, starting next Sunday, uh, the littlest room will be open uh, to have our youngest ones go hang out um, uh, during at least a portion of our gathering. And so just as a reminder, starting uh, next Sunday, uh, when you come in, you can check in and um, uh, we'll get to have a time for those five and under to go worship together, to, um, to pray together, to be loved on by um, the members of our faith family. And so, um, so don't forget, um, that moms, that's coming. And so, um, but here's, here's something that I'm sure we've all noticed, um, uh, whether as a mom or one who's been mothered, uh, moms by their God-given nature are protective. Um, like a hen who covers her chicks when the weather sours, moms step in to ensure their children are able to grow up well, to experience a good and full life. Whether through spoken comfort, assuring hugs, aggressive defense like I heard went on this morning when somebody pushed a child out of the way of falling coffee, um, uh, um, moms are always on the lookout over their little ones. They're always soaring high, as the psalmist said um, through Kate and Lexi's psalm that they read. 
And while most moms will say they don't want their children to grow up, the truth is everything they are doing is so that their children can actually grow up, right? Everything you do as a mom is for your children's sake to grow up, to grow up full and, and whole. Despite what Deidre, my wife, says uh, about wishing Cohen and Lily would stay the age they are today, whatever uh, age is today is, her heart's desire is to see both grow up whole and holy into who God has crafted them to be. At the same time, while she wants them to grow up, she also wants them never to forget that part of God's crafting is the inescapable reality of her always being their mom. <laughs> right? Moms, you want your children to grow up. You want them to mature. But at the same time, you never want them to not be your child, to not be ones who are yours, ones who are under your care in some sort of way. Psalm 131 honors both the tremendous responsibility of raising a child, of helping mature a child, and the loving desire of mothering. I'm amazed at this psalm. It's actually one of my favorite psalms, in part because it describes our relationship to God in one of the most free metaphors in our scripture. It also describes how God relates to us in one of the most assuring analogies in our scriptures. Admittedly, any positive description um, either explicitly or by implication, brings a negative, mind, a negative description to mind, right? That's how the psalm starts. It starts describing the negative by giving us a picture of what our relationship to God is not meant to be. Um, in our relating to God, we're not meant to be children who are usurping, wanting to rule the roost and, uh, rather than grow up within it. We're not, as children, meant to be combative, exercising inherent royalty uh, in opposition to his universal reign. <laughs> we're not meant to be teenagers, <laughs> right? And we're not meant to be um, ones who are intended to be presumptuous. We're not meant to be um, presumptuous in our relationship to God, trying to play him, to act him, as if we can get into his head and take on his role in our lives and others. We're not meant as children to be autonomous either. Taking what we've been given and running off on our own into fantasies of life larger, more extensive, freer than the life we can imagine with him under his roof. No, we're not meant to relate to God like we're all grown up and independent. We're not meant to relate to God um, um, in a way that honestly just makes us adolescents. Because the, the reality is what the psalmist is confessing is that he's grown out of his adolescence. Such relating are signs of wily hearts, adolescent dissatisfaction, unbalanced hormones, an immature vision of life disconnected from reality, from the truth that everything in our life has to do with our relationship to God. That's what the psalmist confess, that he's gotten through it. He's gone through that awkward stage of pushing away from the parents, wanting to be the parents, wanting to take over the, the parenting responsibility, to be a grown-up. Like any parent, God desires his children to relate to themselves others in their world in a way that is whole and healthy. And that wholeness and health starts with their most formative, essential birth relationship, which is with Him. Maturity is not trying to take on all the responsibility of the world, all the responsibility of a grown-up, of an adult. It's doing so in a way that's healthy and whole in relationship with the one who gave us life. A relationship, the psalmist says, that is analogous to the weaned child is to a mother. We probably expect in verse 2 for the psalmist to describe a grounded perspective, a heart quieted in the ways of things that really are, a calm soul, a soul under control, disciplined, maturing. That's a grown person, right? I mean, that's what we expect. If we just read verse 1, 
And we heard that, that the psalmist say, listen, I've matured. I've, I'm not trying to be who I'm not meant to be. I'm not trying to be more than I'm meant to be. I'm not trying to rule my life on my own. We'd expect to hear the psalmist describe uh, in response to that a grown person. Or maybe, maybe a person standing in awe of a creator king who rules the universe, who, who oversees everything. Or maybe even a watchful, forgiving father who, who knows what is best and right for, for their child. And all of this we have in other places in our scriptures. But this psalm honors something different. Instead, we're graced with the observation of the most trusting, the most elemental, and most dependent relationship in all human interaction, that of a loving mother and a content child. The, the recognition of maturity of the psalmist brings him back into the relationship that he has with his mom. The Jerusalem Bible attempts to retain the literalism of this Hebrew metaphor and translates verse 2 this way. It says, It's enough for me to keep my soul tranquil and quiet like a child in its mother's arms, as content as a child that has been weaned. It's enough for me, says the psalmist, to be your child who is not an infant. That's important, right? The child that, that's pictured here is not an infant. Not one so codependent and able to relate primarily to the mother in a needy level at the best. That, that there's a um, the life together as mom and child looks a lot like squealing and crying for what um, one is supposed to give and the other is supposed to receive. As beautiful as the infant stage is, um, it, it requires a lot of attention from the mom, right? And as a mom, as, as amazing as infants are, at some point you want your child to be able to interact with you, to have a relationship with you, to, to become one who has personality that's not wholly dependent upon every move and breath and being for your, from your attention. The psalmist says, that's enough for me to be that. Not an infant, but a child. It's enough for me to be a child, to be one who is not so independent that I can live without you either. One that doesn't need... Um, um, that doesn't lack the need of consistent, caring, protective mothering of God either. The, child, the psalmist doesn't say, my soul is as content as an infant, there just to cry out and get everything I need, whenever I need it, to not really interact, but to just be one who's, whose existence is supplemented, is carried on by the mother. At the same time, it's not compared to a grown-up, one who has, has all the needs taken care of and can do everything for themselves. But maturity is this childlikeness, this state in which there's, there's, a code of, there's an, an interdependency, a, um, a need for the caring and protection of the mothering of God. We are growing up, but not grown up, the psalmist says. I think that's every mother's vision, isn't it? To have grown-ups, to have children who are growing up, but who are always kind of kids. At least they're kids. For the child to grow up, to take appropriate responsibility, to become one who can be whole and holy, but not one that can or needs to live without the relationship of the mother as a child. Now we can admit that our human aspirations for this honorable desire can twist into helicopter parenting, can, become, can move into passive aggressiveness or constant meddling, some of the, the joking stereotypes that we have for, for, our, for mothers. But the truth is, the image of God mothering us in, is the vision of a complete and free life as it is meant to be. A life of relating to God as a growing up kind of kid. That's what the psalmist says. Charles Spurgeon said this of Psalm 131. He said, 
It is one of the shortest psalms to read, but one of the longest to learn. It's one of the shortest psalms to read, but one of the longest to learn. Childhood is all too brief, and yet growing up is never quite complete, as every mother can attest, right? For children to learn to be both weaned and dependent, responsible and aspiring, and yet not the center of the world, to be ambitious for relationship, for rightly relating to God and others and themselves, but not self-absorbed, to develop calmed hearts and quieted souls amidst a chaotic and fast-paced society. Such development is a long process, a long process of becoming growing-up kids. Not grown-up kids, but growing-up kids. That's why, historically, this is one of the songs of ascent. It's the Shirei Hamalath in Hebrew, one of the 15 songs sung by Hebrew pilgrims as they went up to Jerusalem to the great festivals three times a year. This trip that they would take um, annually was an ascending trip, literally. It was uphill to the highest city in Palestine, but it's also an ascent metaphorically. It was a journey that acted out a life lived upward toward God, an existence that advanced from one level to another in developing maturity. It's a song that was sung over and over and over and over again by the Hebrew people to help them consistently grow into the fullness of who they were meant to be when thinking about the relationship that they have with their moms, the way that God relates to them in a mothering fashion. And while the metaphor may be a paradox for us, after all, um, an image of an adult child in our cultural moment is hardly positive, right? Like we don't, we, we have too many adult children, um, um, maybe. But the key lies not in, the, um, not in the, the vision of an adult child, but in the seat of contentment. The psalmist begins by describing his internal ambitions, the drives that compel every child to become who she or he was birthed to be, to set out to live a whole life and a holy life. Every one of us can remember the visions of being grown up, what we do, how we'd act, what we'd get away with, right? Every mom both encouraged such dreams and dreaded them also. The psalmist has gone through his wily years, his rebellious years, and perhaps even his midlife crisis when he writes these words. All the visions and drives that have him grow up in and become and move on into something his own, to be his own person, all those kind of things he's gone through. And yet, and yet, through it all, the psalmist has discovered that their soul is content, free to play, free from unnatural inhibitors, satisfied, safe and secure, and staying childlike. None of the responsibilities of daily growing up has changed, nor have, there been, they, have, nor have they been abdicated and passed over to a mom like dorm room laundry. No, the external realities of adulthood remain for the psalmist, but the inner child is encouraged to remain rooted at home as a growing up kid. That's what the scriptures encourage us. To, to remain rooted in our true identity as children. We talk a lot about maturing, about growing up into the fullness of our humanity in Jesus as a faith family, both as individuals and collectively. And yet, if you remember, the first thing we, we focused on when we talked about becoming like Jesus, one of our goals of apprenticeship, was, was um, first and foremost to remember that we are forever children, that we're children of God, that our identity is as a child. Psalm 131 brings this paradoxical reality of being a grown-up who's also a child at the same time. A grown-up person in our responsibilities, in our interactions in life, but at the same time in our souls, a child. 
It reminds us that we are to aspire to, um, to all our Father has for us, but the only way to do so and stay grounded in the reality of His will, His way, His words, His intentions for us is for our souls to be mothered by Him. For the core of our being to remain a child weaned, not crying out in purely reactional ways based on internal and external stimuli, but appropriately functional and by choice resting in our mother's embrace. I mean, how great is the mom when your kid runs up and jumps in your arms? How satisfying is that? As a kid, do you remember running and jumping into your mother's arms and how safe and secure you felt? Loved you were, free to play and to roam you were. That's the analogy that the psalmist gives us. It's a pretty incredible analogy of how we're to relate to God. What an honorable image and vision for mothers. Your care, your protection, affection and embrace meant to keep us growing up, but not being all grown up. Your care and protection, affection and embrace, a picture of our soul at peace and mature, gives us a picture to hold on to. What an honorable image and vision for the role of mothering. Your care, protection, affection, embrace, helping your children live life like it really is in relationship. Free because of relationship. Free because they're children. Mothering your children to be impatient with mediocrity. Wanting to strive to grow into the fullness of what they are. Wanting to have a, a hopeful striving for the best that God has for them. All from a place of loving security with calmed hearts and quieted souls, like children content in your arms, in their mother's arms. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the image that you've given us in Psalm 131 um, of maturity, <laughs> of a maturity that doesn't allow us to grow beyond that most, um, <laughs> the beginning of who we are as one's birthed, as one's loved and cared for, mothered by ones who desire for us to walk whole and holy into life, to be all that you desire for us to be. What a beautiful image. Thank you, Father, for the mothers in this room, in our faith family, those that aren't here and maybe aren't even here with us anymore, for the way that they have they have followed in this honorable image in your spirit by your strength to help us to be men and women who are growing up the forever kids. Thank you for your grace in them. Empower them with your spirit to be all that you have made them to be for the sake of the littlest ones here, for the sake of your kingdom. May today, as they eat, as they um, receive presents, as they receive um, special attention um, and affection, may they know how much they are honored by you and how much their role and place within your order is an honorable thing. All this we pray with humility and with thankfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. you just stand and sing with me as we 
This will be kind of a, a song of prayer. To whom I'm kneeling, and 
your communion elements if you're here um, with us those are in the seats in front of you if you're at home you can grab whatever's available um, Jesus towards the end of his life um, looks over the city of Jerusalem and he says these words of Matthew he says oh Jerusalem Jerusalem the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and yet you were not willing. How often Jesus looks on us 
and invites us to come and rest in all that he's done. To not rebel and to run, to not try to, to take more um, than is ours to have, to not fantasize grandiose visions, as the psalmist says, but to rest under his protection and his provision. The provision that we see most clearly and know most fully in his body broken for us, and his blood given out to us. Are we willing to be children? To be ones who are mothered by God, who find safety, security, and life in the life of Jesus. May our confession this afternoon be that we're willing as we receive the body of Jesus broken for us, his blood poured out for us in his name, we do this together as children of God.
in your wisdom 
in your love, in your word. And I pray that we would all grow up into the full stature of Christ as your children. You would look on us and in Christ Jesus, we would have you say, this is my child with whom I am well pleased. Lord, we pray for all the mothers, whether they have very young children or whether their children are all grown up, Lord, may, um, Lord, may they hear your promise, your acceptance of them, and may they not feel um, in their parenting when they stumble or when it doesn't go how they planned or what they imagined, may they find a safe place, a respite in you. So Lord, we... We give our mothers to you, we give our children to you, and Lord, we pray that in all things, in our families, we would find blessing. Just help us be restful this afternoon um, and in the coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll let God have the final word. This comes from Ephesians chapter 3. May this be our prayer in the coming week. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Read this with me. Now to him who is able far more abundantly all that we ask for according to the power at work within us, to him in the church, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Be blessed.